Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. We are back for a pop-up episode with FSU women's basketball's newest head coach, Brooke Wyckoff. Coach, how are you doing tonight? Hi, TJ. Hi, Richie. I am great. And that intro just got me fired up. I'm telling you, I love it. We had, I don't want to call any names, but his name is Brendan Sinone. and he works for Nulls 247. And we had him on and he crapped on that intro. In fact, I do a bourbon podcast with him and he crapped on it again last night. And I was like, this intro is amazing. So thank you for it. saying that. Thank I you. love it. Yeah, that's very cool. It has like kind of a sports bar vibe to me. Like, I don't know. It's very it Tallahassee, it's I feel like. It's point. It's flashy. Yeah. It's, you know, I love it. <laughs> He can get lost. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for hanging out. We appreciate it. A lot has changed since the last time you were on. I think it's your third or fourth time on. Um, but a lot has changed. Named the FSU women's uh, basketball head coach. Um, it's really come full circle now, right? Like we, we talked about it before um, from playing here to going on and then playing professionally, coming back and being an assistant coach here covering for coach Sue uh, during the 2020 year. Um, and now as the head coach, uh, has it fully sunken in yet? Like, are you too busy for it to like, how, like how crazy yeah. is it? Has it sunken in kind of how, how have things been the last month or so? Yeah, it's, there's moments uh, where I'm like, Oh yeah, I, this is, this is me. I'm the head coach, uh, you know, because it, it really has been, just kind of business as usual, like we're just pushing forward, doing what we do, um, grinding with the players, all that stuff. So um, there are moments where I have to kind of like pinch myself and say, wow, this is, yeah, this is, this is me. Um, but it's been so great just to have the opportunity and really the privilege just to just be in already in, in motion with it all and just dive right in Um while we're already, you know, we're already flowing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and coach, you know, we, we talked a little off air, but you know, both Michael Alford and president McCollum that had a very high praises for you in the press release that was initially released. Um, just how, what, with pretty much a new administration with a new school president, a new athletic director, but you were able to build that relationship with Michael Alford, obviously with him being here. Um, how special is that to, to know you have the support from, you know, the two top people when it comes to Florida state athletics on campus, as you get ready to take over knowing you had your dress rehearsal, like TJ said in 2020, and obviously you impressed him enough to, you know, get the full-time job right now. Yeah, it, it really means everything. I mean, without that support, from the top and you really, you can't build much, you know, you're just kind of on an Island. And and that's why I'm just, I feel so fortunate that president McCullough and Michael Alford have both just from the very beginning been so supportive. Um, first and foremost, supportive of coach Sue and her decision uh, to, to leave us and to, to go off into the sunset and retirement. Um, but also just to, um, you know, open up the opportunity to, to hear me out, to believe in, in me um, and, and entrust me with this program as we move forward. So uh, I'm super excited about their who they are and their leadership and their commitment to women's sports. I mean, President McCullough is a huge women's sports fan. Um, you know, he sits in the dugout at softball games. He's holding the national championship trophy for the soccer team and, you know, has to come to, to our games. His wife, Jay, is amazing and just has a vision for how we can pack the arena. Um, and then Michael Alford and his commitment to women's sports, too. I mean, um, he really, really cares. 
and he cares first and foremost about our student athletes. And that's what you want in a leader, someone that, you know, just values the experience of every student athlete, no matter who they are. Um, and so he's going to pour into that, which means he pours into us as coaches and um, just to build that experience and make make Florida State athletics uh, the best it can possibly be. So I, I'm super blessed and, and excited and thankful for their leadership. Yeah. And coach, normally when you follow a legend at a school, that, that's got to be a little scary. But at Florida State, we've seen a lot of success with it. Um, you know, Coach A followed Joanne Graff, who was, you know, the most successful softball coach of all time. Look what the softball team's at. Yeah. Um, obviously, Jimbo following Bobby Bowden. Uh, you have Meat, you know, starting to build what he's building over at the baseball stadium. Yeah. So it, there's got to be some pressure, but it must be comforting knowing there's so many coaches either on campus that have been here recently that have followed legends and found success. Absolutely. Yeah, it it is pressure, but it's a good kind of pressure uh, because it means you're at a place that has something, you know, has a foundation laid, um, you know, and that that is a great place to start out at where you, you're not starting from ground zero. You're not trying to get people to believe in a vision that they haven't seen. They know what it's like to experience excellent Florida State women's basketball. Um, and that's what they expect. And so the pressure is there. But at the same time, um, you know, we can we can just keep going and push forward from that level and not have to start all over from the bottom. So um, I'm really yeah, I'm surrounded by great, great coaches that have done that and continued on a, an amazing legacy. So I feel like we have the we have the mojo here at Florida State to be able to do that. And I certainly I'm going to work my tail off every minute of every day <laughs> to make sure that this thing uh, keeps going in the right direction. We uh, talked about this a little bit off air, but um, you had other opportunities and, and you could have uh, pursued further other opportunities to coach at other places. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, was it a little bit humbling to, to have to, like you, you got to run the, I mean, I know that you knew that she was only going to be on for a year, but it was a little bit humbling to have to come back and, be an assistant after running the program in 2020 and, um, you know, talk about, again, having other opportunities to maybe move on and be a coach elsewhere, but sticking it out at Florida state um, for this, what I assume is, is kind of a dream come true. Yeah, it was humbling, but in a good way. Uh, You know, it it was like, I got a a trial run during that interim year and certainly learned a lot while I was in it, but being able to take that step back and watch Coach Sue, who's done it so well for so long, have her step back in and, and see how she responded in so many different moments that I had recently encountered um, and see how she did it. I was humbled every day by the grace, <laughs> the poise that she did things that I that I might have struggled with when I was the interim. Um, but no, I my, Florida State is is has been who I am since I was 17 years old. Um, and I, I did have opportunities elsewhere and I was very, um, you know, fortunate to have those and, and really took them seriously. But at the end of the day, it's like, why, why I have such a great thing going here. I didn't want to just drop everything, um, just to go pursue something else. Um, this is, this is my home. Uh, this is where I love to be. And so being under coach Sue's leadership was, was really I wasn't going to trade that for much, you know, even just as being an assistant coach, I wasn't going to trade that for just anything. I mean, and so uh, I'm so glad that I stuck it out. I'm so thankful for 
what she invested in me, the opportunities she gave me to grow as an assistant. That was the other thing. She gave me so many opportunities um, to, to, to grow and try new things and, and to, to take control of certain things that I didn't feel like I needed to just get out of here to just to experience other things. Like she gave me that opportunity. And, and so I'm very thankful. Saw you in the press conference. Um, it was, it was emotional. Like just letting you know, like from, I know it was for you too, but even from Tampa, like they showed the video of Avery and like, I've got little kids and we've got another yeah. one on the way. Like, it's just crazy here, but they show like the video of Avery. Like I'm so excited for my mommy to be, and I'm like, Kara, come watch this. Like this is, and then obviously in the press conference, you know, you, you talked about, you know, what it meant to you and, um, you know, you talked about a lot. too. Yeah. yeah. But we were Lots all crying years. too, like from our, in front of our computer screen. So yeah. how, uh, how cool of a day was that also on your birthday, like yeah. happy late birthday, but like how, uh, was that like the most emotional day? Like just of all time, like does anything ever compare to that? No, I mean, now I keep telling everybody like what a, what a memorable way to turn 42. Cause otherwise 42, I'm not <laughs> sure that's a, that's one, you know, for the books. So, uh, no, it was an amazing day. Really. I, I had no idea what to expect. I thought, you know, I figured I'd be so nervous and, and so keyed up that no tears would come. I was so wrong. I mean, we pulled up, I was in the car with my husband and, and Avery and Michael Alford. We had the police escort. We pulled up in front of the stadium, the unconquered statue and the band was there. The cheerleaders were there. And as we pulled up, I'm like fighting back tears, like with <laughs> all my might, like, Oh my gosh, I'm already emotional. I'm already crying. Um, it really was just the best, the best way to kick this whole thing off. I felt so supported and surrounded by, you know, fellow Florida state Seminoles that I already knew, you know, like it wasn't all new to me. These weren't brand new people. These were people that I've known forever, um, have felt their support for so long and to have them all there in that moment with me, uh, was, was truly amazing to have coach Sue there experiencing it all. Um, I, you know, and just being able to thank her in person, uh, that's something special that obviously doesn't happen at just any job, you know, new job. So, so thankful for it. Thank you guys for watching. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And we weren't the only ones coach. You had quite a few other, uh, head coaches in, uh, attendance at the press yes. conference. Really cool to see it, so you know, cool. like coach ham showing up in Norvell, yes. um, there to support because it, it's, I don't know how often it is. I don't watch other press conferences, even for football of other schools. Um, but, but that was really cool just to see That's the cool. sport because we've talked to Sue about the fraternity of coaches on Florida state campus. Yeah. We've talked to you about it and then to see it live in action. Awesome. Um, speaking of coaches, you're building a staff right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Florida state fans are going to think about your first tire here. Um, <laughs> all, all joking aside. We'll clearly take uh, this rivalry seriously. I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, you announced uh, the addition of associate coach, um, Bill Ferreira uh, to the, to our staff. Um, Gator graduate coach at UF, but uh, most recently at St. John's, but in all honesty and seriousness, a very good track record. Um, yes. How, what relationships did you have, if any, before him? And there had to be some fun jokes in the interview process about him coming to work for a seminal. Oh, right? yeah. Totally. I, I, you know, it's so funny. We've had a Gator, a Gator on staff before, Danielle Santos. She played at Florida, 
um, and was an assistant for us uh, a while back and was amazing. Uh, and, and really our program grew and, and we went to elite eights and everything with her. So I had some experience working with Gators, um, but Bill and I have known each other for years just through the, the basketball world. He's somebody that I would see on the road in July when we're recruiting and we'd strike up a basketball conversation. Um, I'd see him, we'd go to, you know, conferences for professional development and he's speaking or I'm speaking and um, we're, we're there just trading ideas. And I just always respected uh, his, his mind for basketball um, and also just his demeanor. I knew, uh, you know, just in talking to him, um, I knew that his personality was something that is some, one that would complement mine, uh, which is really what I need uh, as I'm stepping into this role is, is a staff that complements me um, and is also going to be great with our players. He's an amazing teacher on the floor. He's a great recruiter. Um, and so when we started the interview process and, and we're talking about, you know, the, the jokes about him being a Gator, he let me in on something that I did not know which is that he did his freshman and sophomore year at Florida State. Oh, he, okay. Yes, he originally chose Florida State <laughs> and he followed love to Gainesville. So I can't blame him. He went to Gainesville for love. He followed his girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and, you know, we're all guilty of, of things, you know. Just guys are stupid. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> we're just dumb. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I really can forgive you now. Um, but it's no, he's been amazing. He's he's off to an amazing start. I'm so happy to have him. He's I knew he was my first call when I when I got this job and knew I needed to hire somebody. So he's really gonna um be a, a catalyst for our growth and pushing this thing forward, along with Coach Tolls and Coach Carter, who have been amazing. Um, and are, and I've, I'm so happy that our st that stayed here on staff with me as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess given the fact that he originally picked Florida State, and, yeah. and you know, especially a twenty-year-old guy, I was a twenty-year-old guy. We 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 make right. decisions. So, right. all right, we, we accept him. We we welcome him on, and maybe we'll have him and you on the podcast here in a few weeks or yes. so to to get to know awesome. him as well. Yeah. Um, awesome. But you, you mentioned you you haven't even been on the job for a month yet. You mentioned pretty much you've been consumed by the portal. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you have a heavy football fan listening, so they know all about the portal. The Florida State football fans are, are definitely committed to that. Um, but how difficult is it taking over so early in the portal era, right? Because obviously, you have a great resource in Coach Sue, and you can go ask her about just about anything except the portal because she had such an established program. It's not to say she didn't take transfers. Right. Um, but college basketball is really blowing up men's and women's. Uh, how difficult is that? And do you talk to a guy like Mike Norvell, who's going through the same thing where people are leaving, but they're coming in just as quickly. It just seems like such a new experience that hopefully it doesn't stay like this forever. But I, mm -hmm. I, I feel sorry for you coach having to deal with this right now in such an early stage and with NIL involved as well. Right. Yeah. It, it's a new normal. And that's the thing that, uh, we can, as, as humans, as, as coaches and athletics, all of it, like we love to complain. Uh, we, we're not great with change. And that's something that it's just, you know what? It's the new normal. This is what it is. Uh, the transfer culture is here. 
I, I think it's here to stay. Hopefully it won't be as nuts as it's been, uh, um, you know, with this extra COVID year that a lot of these, um, these athletes have, there's a little bit more willingness to move or use that last year, that fifth year after they've graduated. So that, that adds to it, that won't be around forever. Obviously there's only a couple classes that have that, that COVID year still left. Um, but yeah, it is all consuming. The transfer <laughs> portal is all consuming. And so really what we want to do is view it as an opportunity. Uh, you know, so it's an opportunity clearly for the student athletes that want to move on to a different situation. Great opportunity for them to find uh, something new, what they're looking for, a better situation. Uh, for us as coaches, it's an opportunity to really, um, you know, build a team that is could look completely different from what a team was a year before, or two years before, um, to add those pieces quickly that are already experienced or you already know pretty much exactly what you're getting. Whereas with high school um, kids, you don't, you know, they have to adjust to the college game. They've got to figure it out and they have great potential, but with transfers, you really know what you're getting pretty much right off the bat. So it's an opportunity and that's what we're looking at it as. And, um, and yeah, so May 1st, is at least for women's basketball, May 1st is the deadline. If you want to transfer or use that one-time transfer rule and not have to sit out, your name has to be in the portal by May 1st. So, uh, you know, people are getting- Stressful week, that. coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, like it's, it, it's crazy. And we're just, it, April has felt like the longest month, but um, but on, honestly, it's, it's a- good thing if you view it as an opportunity. And, um, you know, again, it is the new normal. The same with NIL. We can complain and say, you know, coaches, we all love to complain and, oh, this is crazy. This is ruining everything. But it is what it is. And if we're going to be in this business, we got to embrace it. And so that's what we aim to do. So you mentioned NIL and we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we take it super serious outside of um, Guthrie's and Jimmy John's, if NIL existed back in your day, like what would have been your, like who, like who in town would you have been going after um, right. for like an NIL deal? Oh my gosh. Back in my day, I'm trying to think where I was. I don't even know. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, that's what I think about. It's like, what would we have been doing back then? I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to even think it was so long ago. I was eating peanut butter and jelly. This is the other thing. We didn't yes. get the scholarship money that yeah. kids get now. Um, you know, so my my diet consisted of whatever was was at training table and then peanut butter and jelly and spaghetti at home. Um, we didn't really, you know, we weren't out and about as much, but um yeah, it's so interesting to think, you know, what the possibilities could have been uh, if we had NIL back in my day. But it, it, it is. It's another really cool opportunity, obviously, for these student athletes. And the more we learn about NIL, the more time that passes. You know, it only started last July 1st, which is crazy. Now we're starting to see how um, all student athletes can really and truly take advantage of it. Uh, at first, I, it felt a little confusing. It's like, well, obviously we see, you know, these star football players, men's basketball players, women's basketball players getting these amazing, you know, headlines, uh, deals. 
but now we're starting to see um, through some other avenues, you know, how everybody can benefit from it um, in an easier way. So I'm excited about it now that I fully, uh, you know, grasping, you know, how it can work. (laughs) Um, And I think Florida State has some really cool things in place just to educate our student athletes, connect them. Obviously, we can't bring them deals. It's against the law in, in Florida for right now for anybody at Florida state to like give a deal to a kid, but we, there's a lot of resources that, that Florida state has provided to, to really help us um, with this process and, and navigate it and um, you know, just educate about opportunities that are out there for, for all student athletes. Yeah. Talk to us about, um, I know you've been busy and so, if there's no like real recent update, we'll give you a little bit of a, sl- a slack for this last month, but uh, talk to us about moms and coaching. Maybe for those that don't, yeah, it's been a while since you were on. Just talk yeah. to us about the entire um, kind of platform and any kind of recent updates from it as well. Yeah. Thanks. I love that you guys ask. I am so appreciative, uh, appreciative that you bring moms and coaching up because it's, it's one of my biggest passions. Um, really it's just a group of, of moms that also coach mostly at the college level. Uh, we have some people involved that are coaching high school. Um, and there's some professional, there's some moms that are coaching, uh, that are coaching on the professional level, but, um, what it is, it's mostly, uh, a support group for us moms that are uh, doing this coaching thing and having to balance or try to balance being a mother, being a coach, um, the rigors of travel and recruiting and, and the hours, long hours in the gym, um, combined with parenting. And so we have meetings every year at the final four, we do a podcast, we have, you know, social media, we've done a newsletter, um, but really we want to be a resource for new moms or more moms that are just have questions as their kids grow up. We just have a bunch of, of mothers that have kids of all ages. Some are out of the house, some are just have newborns. Um, so it's a great way to connect and really get that support when you feel like, man, am I crazy for doing this? Like, what am I, what is, what is life? Like, why am I doing all this? Um, the other thing is, is that I love about moms and coaching. It's a platform really to, uh, put, build awareness that, Hey, there's so many moms out there doing this. When I was in college, uh, even as a young coach, when I didn't have children yet, I had no idea there were so many parents doing this, you know, and mothers, you see, you see women coaching games and you see them on the road recruiting. Very rarely do you see them with their kids. So you don't know. Um, And so for any young women out there that are thinking, can I do both? I'd love to coach, but I also want a family. I'm not sure I can do both. We want them to know you don't have to choose. We want you to keep coaching. We need women's and women in coaching Uh, and we want you to have a family, you know, and, and so being able to do both is really important to us and to let other people know that this is, this is happening. It's doable uh, is, is a, is just one of the things that about moms and coaching that I love the most that we can get the word out um, to those young ones that may be questioning, you know, where do I go from here? Do I have to choose one, one path or the other? If you have any um, prospective moms in coaching that need um, some practice in the Tampa Bay area, please just let me know. Um, I'd be more than happy to. Uh, you made me give them, yeah, I, no, I just want to introduce them to like what that experience is is like. So I just want to support the cause. <laughs> don't scare away. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I want to ask you this and, you know, somewhat of a, a delicate situation, but also like want to want to kind of get your take on it and want to chat through it. Um, obviously, you know, Coach K was here and, and had a ton of success and and, um, you know, unfortunate that he's no longer with us. We, we loved having him on. I, he made he probably made my favorite quote that's ever been said on this podcast when we had him on after they lost the national championship. And I always remember that year for them was weird because they like played the championship like in April and then they, or maybe like May or June even. And then they played it again, like in November or whatever. And he came on and he was like, we asked about it and he's like, listen, I know you get a lot of coaches on here that like sandbag and stuff, but like, we're going to be a good team. This is not a rebuilding year. Like we're going to be, and then they go out and like have the best year ever and win it all. So unfortunate that, you know, he's no longer here, but, um, Florida State goes out and poaches the the best that the SEC has to offer and bringing in Coach Pinsky. Um, there were there were rumors and there were chatter just about, you know, well, maybe, maybe there's an investment level from Florida State that's not all the way there in in athletics or women's athletics or whatever. But um, you know, going out and getting a coach like Pinsky to to coach and to kind of follow in his footsteps uh, is pretty impressive. But can you just speak to that? Like how, you know. You've, you've been at Florida State for a while. Can you speak to the the confidence that you have in the administration um, and the investment that does exist in not only athletics in general, but women's athletics? Yeah. Well, first of all, like you guys, I'm a huge Coach K fan. He was always such a big supporter of, of our program, of, of Coach Sue and of me. You know, he I, I really I wish him the best. We miss him like crazy. But, um, you know, things happen. And, and again, this is sports. This is, (laughs) we shouldn't be surprised by anything. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I really, I love, uh, this new hire of coach Penske and, and it really does speak to me of the investment level that, um, Michael Alford has in women's sports. I, like I said, at the beginning of the show, like I, I truly believe in his passion for this place for the success of all our sports programs and for the experience um, of our student athletes. And that comes with bringing great coaches. You know, that soccer team is still loaded. They can go out and win it again. And so he's invested in those kids. They're here. They, they want to be here at Florida state. And um, you know, he, he proved that by hiring a great coach. And so I'm really excited. And again, it just, it speaks to, just um, the passion and the commitment level that Michael Alford has for every student athlete at Florida state. And um, for a coach, uh, you know, of a women's sport, I'm super, it makes me feel like, you know, we got this and, and it's not just me and, and I have the support needed to go and be great and to, to push this program forward. Um, And, and like I said at the beginning, that's everything that it really, it starts there. It starts from the top. And, um, and it just makes me excited to be a Seminole. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and, uh, Coach- another great one we've seen real quick. Coach Penske gets a, looks like a brand new soccer field. So again, the investment level is there. It's not publicity, but it's nice to hear you reinforce that. But yeah, how about that? Get a brand new soccer field coming to the top program in the country. Right. Yeah. As it should be. That's great. I'm, I'm super excited for that program and, and mostly for those, for those student athletes, um, you know, they deserve, they, they deserve great things, the best. And, and I could, you know, Michael Alford is committed to doing that. So awesome. I'm excited. Good stuff. Well, we are super excited 
I know that we've got a little bit of time, but as busy as you've been, as busy as I'm sure you will be, it'll it'll fly by. But we're excited for November to get here so that we can see you guys in action. I do love that we always play UF really early, so we'll have our eyes on that one and, and all of the games early. But uh, thank you so much, Coach, for coming on and hanging out uh, for a little bit tonight. We're, we're so happy that, uh, that you are our head coach. We're so happy that you're here um, and that you stayed around, and uh, we're happy that you hung out with us for a little bit tonight too. Thank you, guys. You are the best. It's so fun always to see you and beyond, so thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You have a great night. Thanks. You guys too. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> Coach Brooke Wyckoff of FSU Women's Hoops. She's awesome. I like, like I yeah. said, she's getting up there on, we might just have to make her a co-host at some point here, but uh, she's getting up there on appearances. So good stuff. No, she's awesome. She talked about a lot of really good, good stuff. Good info. Um, again, love, love how we closed it too with the investment. I, I've, uh, there's been different stuff on Twitter that people have talked about different, just whatever, right? Like we don't have to go into all of it, but I believe we've had more women's athletes on this podcast than we've had the current athletes than we've had males, right? We've talked with more of the, you know, there are more women's coaches than men. So anyway, like it just, uh, you know, I'm glad that, that we have gotten an opportunity to see those sides of, of athletics. And I'm glad that she kind of reinvest, uh, restated that the, the investment is there uh, from FSU because our, our women's programs are pretty elite. And so I'm glad they're going to stay that way. Um, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Um, yeah, Co Coach Brooks, just the best, right? Like we, how lucky are we to go from coach Sue to coach Brooke? Um, and it's, it's no surprise to see coach Brooke, how awesome of a woman she is playing for coach Sue mm -hmm. and having that relation for those relationship for all of those years. Um, really excited to see what happens in her tenure and, I uh, wish her a very unstressful next few days as the we always see who <laughs> enters the portal and and who doesn't. But that's every coach in college right now, regardless of sport. So it, it, we'll have a football pod Sunday, guys. I'm sure there will be portal news that has not even happened <laughs> yet. With this deadline. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. So, well, good stuff. Well, we appreciate you guys for hanging out. Um, want to give a real quick shout out to Guthrie's. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. And also want to shout out Garnet and Gold. Appreciate all of their support. I'll put their logo back up there. I took it off for just a second because we had Brooke on and you couldn't see her nameplate. But uh, appreciate Garnet and Gold as well. If you shop at Garnet and Gold, shop online and use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, to get 15% off. Even if you're in Tallahassee, you can shop online and go pick it up at the store. You save on the shipping. Um, check out garnetandgold.com, all three locations. Big supporters of FSU and Double Fries No Slaw. Um, his ears must have been burning because we just got a, call, a follow from Coach Ferrer. So um, you talking bad about him there for a minute, you know, ended up working out okay since Brooke told the story. So appreciate everybody that tuned in. Appreciate it if you watch this. If you could do us a favor and share it, we would certainly appreciate it. We will be back. Actually, we've got another one of these pop-ups tomorrow night. Uh, we'll take it from the court to the diamond. So a little, little baseball for you guys tomorrow night. Um, thank you for hanging out. We'll see you tomorrow night, and then we'll see you on Sunday for our regularly scheduled program. Until next time, go Knowles. <laughs>